this is the education show unlocking opportunities in teaching and learning through collaboration proudly brought to you by zabuza.net and once again it is the education show some special guests today uh, been looking forward to this one because they, we're going to be talking debating today and in my day back many 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 years ago um, there wasn't such a thing so we're going to be talking about that and I thought, who better to talk to than the guys from the Titani Debating League? So uh, we've got uh, the marketing coordinator, Andrew Bradfield. Hello, Andrew. Hi there, dude. And uh, one of the directors, uh, Sandiso Sifumba. How are you, Sandiso? I am very well. And uh, hi to all the listeners out there. Wonderful stuff. So, so Andrew... I'm going to pick on you to start with because you said you're the marketing coordinator. So marketing people are supposed to know everything. Um, with, uh, Titani Debating League, let's start off um, at the very beginning and, and tell me, please, what is, what is debating and why would we need debating? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, debating is a very, you know, kind of special because you could call it an institution, but essentially it's become quite a popular sport, if you could call it that, um, within the South African context and actually worldwide. And essentially, um, you know, I think there's some a few misconceptions about debating. It's not just shouting at each other, but essentially it's a way of structuring arguments and ideas um, and putting those ideas forward in, um, in a thoughtful manner uh, in a sort of team setting and essentially what happens through that is that there's scores that are associated with each speaker. Um, but essentially what it is, is a great opportunity for, for anyone who's interested in politics, philosophy, uh, finance, social justice issues. Um, and it's also a great means of expanding people's um, ability to speak publicly uh, and put, uh, put forward arguments in that sense. Fantastic. Now, Sandiso, um, Titani Debating League, where, where did that come about? Where are you guys based and, and how does it work? Thank you so much for the question. So uh, Titani was, was originally started around about 2004. At that time, it was not even called um, Titani Debating League. It was called uh, Township um, Debating League. So the original idea of creating such um, an institution or such an organization was that there was such a, a big gap in the debating arena when you were comparing, you know, the more privileged schools and the less privileged schools that um, a lot of the more privileged schools were, were, were always more adept and were sort of had an advantage. Um, and... Titani was sort of trying to bridge that gap, um, trying to level the playing field um, through providing um, coaching to, to the underprivileged schools. Um, so, yeah, we have been going on for, for, for a long time now and with, with, that aim, with that aim in mind and to essentially um, sort of transform the debating world um, we are currently based at the University of Cape Town. Um, yes, yes, that's, um, that's where we are currently based. 
Thank you. Fantastic. Okay, so based at the University of, of Cape Town, Andrew, back to you though. So Titani Debating League has, has been going for a while now, as uh, Sandiso just said. Uh, what are the aims of this organization? Because you guys are non-profit, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that's a very important question, in fact. So Titani Debating League um, is definitely a non-profit and hence, you know, it's quite a special organization in that sense because we don't necessarily pay our uh, volunteers. And in the debating space, that's it's almost a new concept in the sense that you have very competitive, quite wealthy schools that often top the logs in debating competitions. And they pay ex-debating staff and um, even you know actual professional debaters who have chosen this as their career choice to back their schools. And, and that means that there is quite a large gap between, you know, these wealthy schools and these underprivileged schools. So Titani is quite special in that sense because we take ex-debaters and um, we interact with, you know, teaching staff that aren't necessarily getting paid extra for, the, for this opportunity to coach debating students. And essentially we give them the opportunity to, you know, learn uh, new debating skills in, in that sense. So that's that's very important. And I think we've, we've been very successful in doing that. Yeah, Which is is wonderful. I mean, I've, I've heard some good things about what you guys are doing. Um, Sandisa, who who would, would qualify to join the Titani Debating League? Is this something where you would go out to um, the, the sort of disadvantaged schools and say, hey, guys, this is what we're all about? How does that part work? So with the existing network of schools that that Titani has, that process was sort of done a, a long time ago. So now what happens is that um, a lot of schools that require our assistance, they do contact us, they do reach out to us because we already have an, an existing um, network of schools um, that we have been working with for, for, for the past years. Um, and, you know, even from those schools that we work with, there are schools that we have now established that, you know, in terms of their debating um, capabilities, we have put them in such a level that they don't sort of need, they don't sort of need our assistance anymore in a good way though. Um, and that then opens up space for, for, other, for other underprivileged schools that we can assist. And also our capacity is also based on um, the, the, the sponsorship that, that we receive and the funding that we receive from the university or even from corporate. So, you know, many of those factors do, 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 um, do come in place. But ideally, we would really love to assist all of the schools, really, because I, for one, you know, as, as Andrew said, in debating, you know, uh, paying for coaches, it's a thing. But I, for one, believe that, you know, this is this should be a need for, 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 for all the schools, even those that, are, that can't afford it. So, yeah. Absolutely. I would agree with you 100% there. Andrew, back to you, though. So, so I mean, debating is, is now a thing. And it, as you've mentioned, it's very, very competitive. Um, at what age do uh, people turn around and go, okay, this debating thing might be for me? Yeah, for sure. So it's an interesting one. Um, so some of those, some of the, you know, quite exceptional private schools will start uh, bringing in debaters in late primary school. So we're talking grade six, grade seven. 
the majority of people um, that join debating, like myself, join debating in high school. So essentially, you could almost draw a path between the amount of competitions that are involved and the amount of students that then join. So the high school arena is, is very well serviced by many different um, competitions. So in, in the Cape, for instance, Titani has their own competitions, but there's also um, Western Cape Debating League uh, or Western Cape Debating that hosts their own leagues. Um, so in that sense, a lot of students join in early high school, uh, grade eight, grade nine. But the truth is I've seen exceptional debaters joining very late in, in life. Um, and actually with that, it gives them an ability, you know, with a bit with a sense of maturity, with more knowledge that they've ac accumulated, it means that they are often better at debating. Um, but of course, you know, starting as early as you possibly can is always a good thing. Um, we know a few people in Titani Debating League that have started in the university arena that is also quite popular. And, you know, basically within a year or two of, of doing debating, um, if you enjoy it, if you put time into it, um, you can be just as good as anybody that's been doing it for three, four, five years. So, so yeah. Okay, fantastic. But now, again, and I just want to get clear on this because I'm seeing that there's an angle where if you are part of a debating league or a club, that this is going to improve your communication skills, your social skills, but also it's going to do something which I think we very much need in this country, and that's broaden people's horizons and perspectives. Is this the case? For sure. I think, I think, that's, I think that's very true. Um, I think, yes, as you've stated, it gives you a lot of speaking skills. It gives you social skills, um, you know, skills in mediation and conflict mediation. It's very important. But in terms of broadening horizons, it's a big deal. So um, I've seen plenty of people in, uh, so I'm from, I'm from Gauteng originally, and what they call the league in Gauteng is the Academy Speakers. And they are essentially what Tatani Debating League is doing. They, are, they take non-fee-paying schools and they take the students from those schools and, and kind of introduce them to the speaking arena. Um, and, you know, through the large organizations, there is sometimes huge amount of funding for competitions. Um, and this allows students to go overseas um, to, to, you know, debate overseas. And that is an opportunity that most kids never get to, you know, never get. Uh, that's one thing. But the other thing is that it's it's a great opportunity in terms of um, allowing you to get things like bursaries, scholarships, um, and and even internships, uh, because debating is such an appealing um, such an appealing skill um, in in big corporates and in. Edu educational nonprofits, for instance. So I know a lot of kids that have, yes, received bursaries. They've received opportunities to study at universities on scholarships in the United States, for instance. And those students generally do very well. And I do believe that if they had not had debating, um, they wouldn't necessarily be able to achieve that. Yeah, it makes sense because I think it would do a lot for your your emotional intelligence as well, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, moving back to you, Cindy, so... Uh, are you a debater? Were you a debater? Um, yes, yes, uh, most definitely I was. Um, I remember my first 
first debating experience or my first debating exposure, I was in grade eight. Um, uh, simply because I believe in primary, they didn't offer debating, but in in high school, that's when I started um, debating. Um, for me, debating, I, I really found that it was where I really found my voice. And after debating in grade eight, nine, 10, and 11, uh, it, it then informed what I wanted to study, which is now I'm, I'm, I'm currently studying a Bachelor of Law. So for me, debating was, was it really gave me that, um, you know, that uh, option of having a career choice in, in debating that is related to law, which is sort of very much related. But also it made me realize, because I remember when I was doing my first debate, we're debating against this uh, very privileged school. Uh, but one thing that I realized that during the actual debates, that didn't matter. It didn't matter that we were coming from um, a rural school and that they were from a, a much more privileged school. What matters is what is the ideas that we brought forward. So for me, debating was like the great equalizer, essentially. And yeah, that, that has really been keeping me going. And yeah, and I've really, and I've really been, been amazed by that. Fantastic. Andrew, back to you now. So, so how does, what is the structure then of a debate? I mean, are, are there teams from various schools? How many people in a team? Talk me through the structure and how it works. Yeah. So, I mean, there's various structures of debating and various means of doing it. Um, a less common form of debating uh, in South Africa is called British parliamentary style debating. Um, and that is probably most used in the university sphere. Essentially, the structure of that is you have four teams of two people. And in debating, you always have what you call a proposition team. So they will go first in the debate and they will be for a motion. So let's say um, the motion is this house would criminalize marijuana, for instance. That's, that's always a common introduction debate. Um, the proposition team would be for criminalization, uh, cr the criminalization of marijuana and the opposition team would be against the motion. So they would be trying to prove why we shouldn't criminalize marijuana, for instance. In British parliamentary debating, you have two proposition teams. And now this is the most complex form of debating there is, weirdly. And um, proposition, goes proposition one goes first, uh, opposition one goes first, proposition um two goes first, uh, uh, well, goes next, and then uh, opposition two would go after that. Um, but for the for the purposes of what Titani Debating League does is we do world schools debating format, and that's by far the most popular form of debating. Um, and it's what most schools around the world and most competitions around the world focus on. Um, that format focuses on having, once again, a proposition team and an opposition team. Each team has three speakers. Uh, in the senior debating format, you generally do seven-minute speeches. So they're, they're quite long. Uh, so each individual on the team will do a seven-minute speech, and you have something, you have what you call protected time. So the first minute of each speech, um, no individual is allowed to ask you any questions. After the minute of protected time, it's, it's almost free game. So any member of the opposition team would be allowed to ask you what is called a POI, 
that is a point of information and it is up to the speaker to either take it or not take that uh, take that question if a question is asked then it is up to the speaker to defend the question or not um after each speech well, each speech follows with another speech obviously from from an opposition member and as the debate goes it obviously progresses and you have what you call rebuttal so proposition 1 doesn't have any rebuttal because nobody has gone before them whereas opposition 1 would be able to rebut what proposition 1 has said and they are also able to you know offer their own arguments on top of that and this goes on between the first second and third speaker and then in in some of the competitions you have what you call a, a reply speech which is a uh, either one of the original three members or another member depending on how your teams are structured and they do a shorter speech to kind of sum up the arguments on each side and say you know this is why my team has won this is why your team has lost uh, and and vice versa in other forms of debating also in world schools debating format uh, you might see what you call a floor debate now a floor debate is um, where you have members of the audience that may be able to have a little debate between themselves um, and and you you often see that in larger in larger debating competitions where you have um, you know excess members of the team that would also like to to interact and it offers them an ability to take what has been said in the debate and kind of have an outside debate um, uh, between the members of the floor. So, so that's a great opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. It sounds, it sounds fascinating and it sounds like it could get uh, quite intense there. Uh, moving back to you, Cindy. So how does the debating team know whether they've won or not? Do you have judges? Yes. Um, we do have judges. Uh um, judges in debate are called um, adjudicators. So essentially, adjudicators have um, sort of a, a criteria in which they judge the debate. Um, and in the criteria or in that scorecard, they have um, uh, different sections that, um, that speak to the style that the debaters have used. Um, the context and and as well as the relevancy, but the the you know there are different uh, criteria that that the um, adjudicators use, and yeah, at the end of it all, um, the adjudicators or whoever um, or the chairperson of the debate or the chair the chair of the debate would announce those scores and would give um, few pointers to um, to the debaters. Okay, fantastic, Andrew. In, in terms of, of this, you, you've got, as you mentioned earlier, the pros and the cons, for example. Um, you used the, the, the context of uh, the marijuana debate. Um, what happens, when do you get your topics? Do you get your topics at the, con, at, at the, the actual competition or do you get them before? How does, how does that part work? Because I could imagine if somebody gave me a topic that I wasn't terribly keen on, I'd, you know, why must I talk about something I don't believe in? Yeah, no, for sure. So, so this is always the, this is the main difficulty with debating. Um, as I said, there's, there's various structures, but in, so, so some schools do what you call like pre-prepared format. I think that's what they call it. And essentially they might be given a topic a week before and they would prepare um, debating speeches as it were before, like a week before the debate. 
but the main competitions and especially uh, the main competitions that uh, we we kind of interact with and, and what Titani Debating League does and what um, World Schools Debating Format is, is you are given an hour. Uh, you're given your topic an hour before you have to speak um, and you have what you call prep time or whatever, so preparation time. And in that time, um, you and your members and the members of your team will sit and kind of brainstorm ideas of, of what your case or your speech might look like. Um, and, and so it's, I think that's probably one of the more, more exciting aspects of debating is it's, it's kind of this adrenaline rush where you, you're given an idea and you have to sit down with people and quickly brainstorm a clear, coherent case um, that's going to stand up against the opposition. But not only that, it's, it's thinking about what your opposition might say to you. So, so yeah, I, I, even in, in British debating for uh, British parliamentary debating format, you might get something like 15 minutes before a, before a speech. And that's, that's also why it's um, mainly done in university formats because you need to be that much more skilled, that much better to come up with an argument in 15 minutes and essentially produce a seven minute speech after those 15 minutes. So, so yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and again, I mean, this, this must, must encourage the people that are part of these debating teams to have quite a wide general knowledge and, and also encourage them to have opinions. Because, again, if you, say, if you say to me, go in and talk about X, Y, and Z, and I don't believe in it, I have to then literally change my mindset, don't I? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this goes back to what Sandisa was saying earlier. Um, debating, essentially, uh, yes, it's exactly that. It requires you to be really informed. It requires you to be outspoken. And it requires you to really think through the issues of the world, politics, um, you know, philosophy, the economy, all of that. And that's essentially why a lot of debaters do have their career choices informed by their time spent in debating. So that's the running joke. If you, if you see a debater, they're either going to be doing what I'm doing, politics, philosophy, or econo and economics, or they're going to be a lawyer um, uh, you know, or, or choose to do an LLB or something like that. So, so definitely, I think debating does require you to have these skills, but it, it definitely informs, you know, your career choices and your interests in life. Um, that being politics and law, for instance. Mm, I, okay, I agree with you. And just generally being up to date on how the world happens. Um, I think there would be quite differing sort of takes on the, on the various subjects, depending on, on whereabouts your school comes from as well. So uh, I think that's a, that's a great thing as well. Now, you guys mentioned, um, and Sandiso, maybe you can answer this question for me. You mentioned that you're based at the University of, of Cape Town. Um, does the university sponsor Tatani Debating League? And if so, are other universities doing it? So in terms of our university, um, yes, they do sponsor, they do sponsor um, the organization, uh, but, you know, with, with COVID um, hitting a lot of places and even the university to, to a certain extent, that a certain portion of that budget had to be uh, reallocated somewhere. Um, so yeah, we were, especially for this year, we were really, or we are really short, short of sponsors. Um, hence last year, um, or the committee from last year started a, um, a, fun, a fundraising campaign, which, um, which was um, a success. 
but of course, you know, with more budget, we will be able to cater for, for, for most schools. And in terms of other universities, I am not quite sure uh, about them, but as far as I know, in the previous um, years, Titani used to extend even to uh, CPUT as well as uh, the uh, University of Western Cape. So uh, hence, even now in our committee, we have um, a, a member from, from, from those universities to sort of cater for, for the many um, students that are that side who want to be part of, um, of Titani. But though, you know, it becomes logistically um, difficult, but we do also try to extend to other universities because there are students who were once part of Titani in high school and they are in, for example, now at UWC and want to um, volunteer for Titani, then that's sort of our way of, of catering for them. But I really would, would wish that, you know, a lot of universities have such such organizations that can um, that can assist because I believe the more the better really so that we can reach a, a lot of schools and we can assist um, um, a lot of learners in turn. Fantastic. Andrew, back to you. Uh, we're approaching uh, the end of our chat, but uh, just in terms of that, this is the education show. So we've got business people that would listen to this. We've got moms and dads, teachers, learners, the whole lot. Um, if somebody is now sitting somewhere and they go, but hang on, um, I'm based in Gauteng or I'm in KZN or I'm in the Orange Free State, can they reach out to you guys? Yeah, so it's a bit more complicated than that in the sense that, uh, and this this essentially builds off your previous question to Sandiso. The debating society in South Africa is, it's very structured in the sense that you have smaller schools that have like, um, you know, area leagues, so they debate between schools within their leagues, and then they have a greater structure that is the provincial structure. In that structure, they have what you call provincial debating tournaments, which a lot of schools are able to attend. And from there, you have almost what you would call scouts for your provincial team that would then go to the national sphere. So essentially what happens is a lot of schools from, uh, a lot of students from underprivileged schools uh, do may, may struggle in the earlier stages because they don't have enough access to, um, you know, they don't have access to an organization like Titani, for instance, that goes into their schools and coaches them. But a lot of these organizations across the country are very good at scouting um, what you would call an academy speaker. And they then give them training in the provincial sphere, uh, it's, it's sphere um, to then go to a national debating competition and then compete there. So to answer your question, it is very difficult for us in Titani to offer you, uh, to offer students across the country in-person coaching. In fact, it would be impossible. That being said, there would be an ability, there, there's a likelihood that they will probably be able to get coaching from um, their provincial structures. And, you know, actually just attending the competitions, if you can, is a really great way of being spotted by these scouts and allowing them to, you know, to um, train you in that sense. Um, the other thing is that we are focusing on trying to um, move our platform online. So offering to Tiny Debating League on a platform such as Abuza is a great opportunity for us to add 
our content packs that we've created on there um, for students to, to access across the country, albeit without having the, the benefit of having an in-person session with Titani. But I see, I see somebody still wants to add something there as well. Um, yes, I, I believe, Andrew, you have, you have definitely touched on that. Um, the fact that um, our content, we will be uh, putting it on the Zibuza network in which um, many of the learners and even parents and teachers can, can have access to, 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 to that information. And that can really, really uh, be helpful to, to, to the activating um, you know, career if, or if they want to give it to, to someone um, who is interested in debating. So I, I believe that would definitely um, be helpful. And, and also in light of the fact that now many things have, have moved online. So it will be definitely be ideal that they, they get tuned on the, on the Zibuza network and, and do check out our profile and, you know, and get that content there. Okay. Now, you've just answered the question, and I was going to say, what are you doing there? So this is brilliant. So people will be able to, to access content. They'll, they'll get to learn a little bit more. And maybe from there, they can then join the provincial structures. But I'm thinking a lot of people, and specifically the, the teachers um, that may be interested in this, you know, are from rural areas. So if they can get some knowledge and then share that on to their learners, this is going to be a good thing. Um, so I think that is absolutely uh, wonderful. It kind of wraps up this edition of the education show, though. Um, just in closing, uh, Cindy, so anything you'd like to add? Um, I would like to add that thank you so much for, for, for having us in this platform and for the rest of the debating community and, and even everyone who's, who's, who's tuning out there. I just want to reiterate the words that were said by Andrew that debating is, is not just shouting. It's it's not a a sport for, for for a certain kind of people. I believe we should think of debating um in a in a very broad sense that each and every day when you're speaking with someone, you are essentially debating, though it's very informal. So you know, and, and that makes you to 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 have a perspective and to also so listen to what other people are saying and it builds your your you know your 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 listening skills and and all the other skills so we should see debating in a very um broader sense and we should continue um you know uh transforming you know the the, the debating arena because as, as i've said you know it becomes a we don't want it to become a situation of the haves and the have nots um and yeah essentially yeah that's that's that for my side i'm not sure if andrew wants to um add anything else Thank fantastic yeah. stuff thanks Sandiso. um well brilliant andrew your closing thoughts yeah just just one last thing and it builds off what you were saying earlier david is <clears throat> it's very important for actually the main the most important thing in debating is having really good structures behind you. And, and what it really comes down to is having a really good and passionate teacher that's engaged in debating. Um, the, the biggest issue Titani Debating League faces is that, you know, you have students in the school that are interested in debating, and then you have, in some instances, teachers that aren't willing to give it enough time or enough thought or enough effort. And that means that students are, are left behind. So, as a message to teachers out there, you, you really have to think of the benefit of debating 
the, the benefit that debating has on your students. And there are countless cases of students that have benefited from having a great teacher that backs the sport, that backs their students and does simple stuff like actually communicates with provincial structures, communicates with um, organizations with Titani, like, like Titani Debating League. And, and without that interaction, without that, um, that effort from the teachers, it makes the, you know, the process of getting people involved in debating incredibly difficult. So, so just as a, clear, a closing message, um, really put an effort into debating and really try and offer that opportunity to, to your kids and also to yourselves. And also thank you so much for having us, David. It's been, it's, it's been a very good time. It's been an absolute pleasure telling to you guys. I certainly have learned a lot, and uh, I hope if you're listening, you've learned a lot too. Uh, Andrew Bradfield, Sandisa Sifumba from the uh, Titani Debating League, thank you so much uh, for your time and for having a chat to us today. It's most appreciated. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. Rightio, there we go. Wraps it up for this edition of uh, the Education Show. To each and every one of you out there, take care. Look after yourselves and thank you for listening. That was The Education Show. Simply learn. Join the conversation on zibuza.net. That's Z-I-B-U-Z-A dot net.